the 28th of this month. We're live. Happy Saturday to you all. The name is Law Nation. Let's go. Be sure on your way in to smash the like button, share this content. Let's talk about this once again. Jerry Wayne Jones. The information that rules the nation. Yeah, he said it. He said it. CD Lamb is better. Better. Now, I have not obtained the audio part of that. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But we're going to talk about it, Cowboy Nation. And I'm not saying that CD Lamb is on the levels of Amari Cooper. But we can hope, we can dream, we can want, right? Cowboy Nation, let's go. Like I said, the name is Law Nation. Happy Saturday to you all. Be sure to find me on multiple outlets and check out LawNationSports.com. Let's go. Are you in good hands? That's what all state stands, right? Four. Shout out to all state. Can see the lamp be in good hands. And of course, Dak Prescott conversation as well. We got to talk about that too, right? Right? Let's go. Come on. Somebody says Swain. <laughs> He's not buying this Cowboy Nation. I don't blame you, you know. That's the that's the job of a salesman. The moon is made of cheese, right? And you somehow find a way to get to the moon and you realize, ah, it's just a rock, you know. <laughs> that's that's on you. I done already cashed out, you know. But that's what Jerry Jones do, right? And it is what it is at this point. Uh, Cowboy Nation, and, and I was listening to an audio earlier, um, and, I, and I said, you know what, I'm going to keep my virgin ears to it, and I'm going li- to just play it live with you guys. And before I got to it, they, they were saying that, you know, Brian Broder said he talked to some of his people, and he was talking about with Tyron Smith, possibly you can get like a third. Third-round draft pick for, for Tyron Smith. Now, Y'all know I, that's my dog, Tyron Smith, man. He's my guy, man. Y'all know I love Tyron Smith. Man can't get right, though, right? Um, <laughs> a lot of people, are, I've seen a lot of people want Debo Samuel. You know what? Debo Samuel will only work for Dallas if you can get that offensive coordinator. Oh, he went home to Miami land, <laughs> you know. If you if we can do a straight up trade, you know, situation and scenario before he went to Miami and trade Kellen Moore for that offensive coordinator, maybe. <clears throat> maybe, you know. But he's a head coach now. And he got a lot of food on his plate in Miami land. And Debo, he's looking to get about twenty six to twenty eight million dollars, and I believe the forty ers will go ahead and solidify that agreement. So, Cowboy Nation, stop. <laughs> He's an enemy. You know, Debo is an enemy. Our Debo 
is we don't have one. <laughs> we have CD Lamb, though, you know. And I, I'm, I'm looking at CD Lamb production. Back last year, he had a 1,000 yards. I wanted to say back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. But he had good production for two years solid, right? And And a lot of people, what they look at, they say, man, we want it now. We want we want a thousand yards every every year now. Like the best wide receiver in the NFL, you, one can argue and say Devontae Adams, right? Devontae can run every route that's known to man. Got good subtle speed. Great wide receiver. I think he is the highest paid wide receiver outside of him and Tyreek Hill. It took Devontae Adams five years before he can get to the levels of productions of what C.D. Lamb is doing now, right? Sometimes it takes time, Cowboy Nation. It do. But I get it, man. We be looking at it like, hey, Law, we want Devontae Adam now. <laughs> we want blah, blah, blah now. But it takes time. Uh, Cowboys since 1972. Yes, Debo want big money. Yeah, yeah, he want big money. But neither here nor there. The Dallas Cowboys wide receiver room should look like on one end you got C.D. Lamb. On the other end, of course, you have probably James Washington. Gallup. Gallup is going to... uh, to be ready, I, I would say November-ish, you know, <laughs> into the groove of things. And if he come any time before that time frame to be ready, then they're just surprised, right? But I, I would like for them to slow unwrap unwrap him and, and let him slowly get things together. Don't rush him out here for week one, week two, week three, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you know, he never plays the same because you rushed him. So, of course, you got Jalen Tolbert, you got Simi Fihoko, you got TJ Vasher, you got Ty Fry Fogle, you got Dontario Drummond. So you got a lot of guys as a big room, and we're looking for that one guy that can step up. Uh, Tyron would retire with Crawford before being traded. Yeah, this is from Jametta Washington. Now, I agree, Jametta, you know, I agree that – Tyron Smith will will retire, Cowboy. I, I don't see him in another uniform, right? Um, and and here's, a, here's another thing, Cowboy Nation. I wonder, I just wonder this, if Tyron Smith can be a guy that can just take a year off, just take a whole year off. I got a yacht. I want you to just sail around the world, get healthy, eat your oodles and noodles. Drink plenty of alkaline water, right? Eat the real fruit from other islands and stuff like that. You know, mangoes and you know everything else. You know, just take a whole year off. You know, <laughs> get your chakras together. You know, and and hopefully that will be the situation and scenario. And then come back next year. How about that one? You know, because there was a guy that played for I I want to say the Rams, right? He was like forty one, forty two. Just as old as Tom Brady. Just take a year off. That's what I would say. 
I could be look, I could be crass when I say those things, but but it's basically it is what it is. But before we play some audio, I, I want you guys to uh to take a look at this right here. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can sit, share this screen with you guys. I really appreciate you. If this, if this your first time watching, let me know in the chat. If your first time watching, I need to know who, who who's uh, first time here. And on top of that. If you've been here before, let me just see some blue hearts or something, man. I really appreciate you guys. I hope you have a, a wonderful day so far. All right, so this was the article, Pro Football Talk. Uh, it says, Jerry Jones says, C.D. Lamb is an upgrade over Amari Cooper as number one receiver. Now, upgrades can happen in multiple ways, Cowboy Nation. Some people upgrade their phone plan by adding a line to their account, right? Some people say, hey, I'm upgrading from a single-family plan to a family plan. That's an upgrade, right? More on the bill. Some people upgrade their unlimited text, unlimited Wi-Fi or Internet, however that goes, depending on your plan or services or what have you. So in what area and what language is Jerry Jones really selling is is he an upgrade as an overall wide receiver mentality buddy on the field is he more comfortable with Dak Prescott are all of those things considered an upgrade right and Jerry he is long in the tooth I don't think that he's a young buck out here you know but it is crazy when I heard the news of what Pro Football Talk said that he had the conversation with. And and all you guys got to do, let me share uh, this information with you guys so so that you guys can check out this tweet. And I know some of you guys already read the tweet. You guys already read, you know, the information which in within. Uh, Jerry better choose his words carefully. This is from Jay Lombardi. Yeah, it's... It's it, it's a it's an unwise saying because now what you're doing, Jerry, you pouring upon pressure. You pushing P, as I say, even though it's positivity, you pushing it. But now you're not just allowing it to be organic, right? You you are pretty much sprinkling a lot of pressure on this man by talking glowingly. And my guy Gaming said, people, stop sleeping on Lamb. You're right. You're, look, dog, I'm going to give you one of these. You're right. You're right. And I'm, and I'm a big pro advocate of Lamb for this season. This is his third year. And I said literally on the final word, 116 receptions, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns is what I'm looking for out of Lamb. And what we got to do, too, is, yeah, yeah if, if <laughs> shout out to Jay Lombardi, man. Y'all put Pushing P in the chat. I want to see some Pushing P. You know, I wish I could play that song right now, just a hook. <laughs> pushing P, and I put Jerry Jones' face on it, you know. <laughs> Jerry, he is Pushing P. He is. Just stop dropping passes. What, what, Akeem, what if I told you? Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson all have more drops 
than C.D. Lamb, you know? Now, granted, they had more targets too, right? Let me see pushing P. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want you guys to follow the narrative of what the three-ladder or the four-ladder network will say about the Dallas Cowboys because you know they're going to they gonna flat out say everything and anything that's negative. Those boys are going to say, hey, Ezekiel Elliott, he can't run anymore. He's trash law. He ain't who he is. He ain't who you think he is. That's Ezekiel Elliott. Let's start Tony Pollard, right? Oh, this guy right here is he cut on the end route right here. Nice, nice, nice little deal right there. Oh, he was a wasted pick. The Cowboys should have picked A.J. Terrell. You know, so many things. A.J. Terrell is better than, than Trayvon Diggs. 77 is terrible. Dak can't throw. Noah Brown is just Noah Brown. You know, they're going to say those things. They're going to talk about these players. They're going to say that Simi Fihoko is, is trashed and washed. You know, he didn't get a chance to even catch last year. And I encourage you guys to go back and watch that Steelers game. And you will see, man, this dude, he, he can get off, you know. And 73, you know, he, he ain't no Larry Allen. Uh, oh, I had a lot of assessments with that. And then, of course, T.J. Vasher, you know, uh, it just the Cowboys reaching again. And this guy right here. Ty, he, he, he ain't going to be nobody. You know, that's how they talk about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and I'm actually like the, you know, the, the Cowboys Avenger over here. You know, I, I'm the person that's going to go up against the media, the full ladder network, and I'm bringing it all the way <laughs> without, without hesitations nor deviations, right? But, oh, man, Sam Williams, he was a reach. And there was only one person out of this draft that had more sacks than Sam Williams. I know Diggs, he give up too many yards. Y'all know how this thing goes. Back to Sam Williams. It's, it is what it is at this point. They do not stand the Cowboys. They, 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 don't, they don't love us at all. They don't love us at all. Yep. And <laughs> my guy, uh, Gorman, says, Zeke got slow, law. I tell you what, if you watch the first set of games and even the game right after his PCL tear, you will say to yourself, hey, man, you know, you make sense with what he can do as well as Tony Pollard, who is the most. Uh, there, there was a report out there that Tony Pollard was the most underrated player in the National Football League. Yeah, my Verdi hit me up with a good one right there. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. Cowboys practice. Well, limited in the fact that we are only getting one practice a week, but OTAs is actually a really great time for some insight because they let us sit out there for all two hours of practice. Mm. And so we got to sit there and, and kind of take it all in. The biggest takeaway to me is – Dak Prescott, his lateral movement, his agility, just the way he's moving around the field, you know, when he goes on the run and some of these drills and stuff like that, he looks like, you know, pre-pandemic Dak to me moving. Maybe. And he looks lighter, honestly. He looks fitter. Lighter? He looks more mobile. Yeah, he looks a little lighter. He looks more fit. He looks more mobile. And, uh, 
You know, I think it's uh, questions. I was concerned how it would look. I remember Brian coming out of training camp last year talking about how Dak looked like he needed to kind of get going before he could hit his stride and start running. And I know people kind of observed that with him on the field last year. Uh, it didn't look anything like that yesterday. Yesterday he looked as good moving around as I can remember seeing him. All right, so that, that's that's good, Cowboy Nation. I I understand. The detractors of Dak Prescott would say, hey, man, we hear the same news every year. Right? I get it, right? <laughs> but I know some people right now that twisted their ankle probably in, in 97 and never went running again. Like, nah, man, I'm good, man. I twisted my ankle in 97. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't finna go out there and run again, man. I got too much weight. You know, there's people that would talk bad about Dak Prescott who probably fell off the bottom step of the, you know, of the stairs, the bottom step. Hey, man, I ain't going up them stairs no more. I fell. (laughs) But this dude had a compound fracture last year, right? And, of course, I don't care what he say. and say, well, man, I had extreme hope and confidence in myself. But you know that was in the back of his mind all last year. Had to be in the psyche of the minds of Dak Prescott. And he couldn't move the way he wanted to move. And, of course, we still waiting to see Dak Prescott move, move, right? But last year after that calf injury, you got to know that that was in the back of his mind, right? It had to be there. That's the only thing that I can think of. Because when I start looking at everything, shout out to the DallasCowboys.com for putting up this beautiful display, right? I really appreciate them. Let me blow it up for everybody so everybody can see. You know, when we think of it, Dak Prescott first six weeks. 73.1 completions, 302 yards per game. Touchdown to interception ratio, four tubs to one, 115 QBR. Yeah. And, of course, they put a little asterisk at the end. This dude threw five TDs against the Eagles in week 18. But week 18, but week eight through 18, 65 completion percentage, 263 yards per game. And a 3.5 touchdown to one interception ratio. I don't know where they get the point five from. But it maybe got a half of a touchdown. I don't know how that works. But the QBR, 98.1 QBR. And, and one can argue, 98.1. That's good. You know? That's not average. But uh, we don't want that second half. But what happened? It's a combination of multiple things, Cowboy Nation. It's a combination of multiple things. But since we uh, put this chart up there, it's a combination of multiple things, man. And, and, and I get it, right? I absolutely understand the people to be upset and angry. He got every right to be. But I want you guys to screenshot that so that I can comfort you. This is not me putting the lipstick on the pig, by the way. These are actual evidence of this guy doing something, right? 
Cowboy Nation. Oh, and since we got this information up, my sister company then reached out to me, and she got some unbelievable breaking news on a Saturday. She do. Listen in. We answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's the better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, you're crying. I'm hurt. <laughs> I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You're going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles with a hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, Eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. You gonna flap the hat one more time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's in reference of throwing five touchdowns against the Eagles in week 18. I don't care. You know, I don't care. Because you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, the Eagles fan base and the Eagles players themselves. I don't care if we had the Cowboys cheerleaders out there on the field. They would literally ride all the way to the bank with, hey, man, our quarterback through five touchdowns, you know. <laughs> hey, hey. Look, look, for many of years, Cowboy Nation, it was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and I would never, ever forget Donovan McNabb with the circus moving around and my guy DeMarcus Ware trying to hit him, and he's just slipping off of him, and he's spinning around, and he rolls out to the right or rolls to the left and throw the ball, and some guy by the name of Todd Pinkston or something, you know, catches the ball for a touchdown or run it all in, and I had to hear those Eagles droplings all day. So, yeah, I'm going to return the flavor, right? The flavor is real. <laughs> but I listen to more of this, more of this, uh, audio. What's his name? Todd Pinkston. Whatever his name was, y'all. Y'all let me know. Bobby Bell joining us here, our Cowboys insider on DFW Sports Station. Oh, it was Freddie. It was Freddie. It was Freddie Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate you. It was one of those guys, Freddie Mitchell. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. <laughs> hey, Lord, Freddie is on fire right now. Would you put him out? Uh, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let an Eagle fan do it. No, nah, I'm just joking. I'm just. That's just a joke. That's just a joke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> CD Lamb looked different with the 10 pounds added from 197 to 207, according to him. Yeah, 10 pounds, and he also says he grew a half an inch at the age of 23. I yeah. don't know that I'd totally buy <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, I, look, I was standing a foot from him for 10 minutes yesterday, and I, I don't see where that 10 pounds went. I, I saw he, a picture I saw a picture from a chode of him catching a pass, and I'm like, I, I don't see it. I, it was just one picture. No, and, and like I said, standing at his locker and standing next to him, it's like, man, I don't know, you, you still look pretty rail thin to me. But, I mean, 10 pounds, if you're, you know, if he has grown a half an inch, maybe that stretches it out some, and uh, I, I don't know where all it's gone. But, uh, no, he, he looks like he's ready to take on the number one receiver role. I know that, and, and that's the way he was talking yesterday. You know, he said, uh, I thought it was really interesting. We haven't heard a lot of, you know, alpha dog comments from him during his time mm. here in Dallas. 
And I know that's something the Cowboys wanted more of in the receiver room this year. They wanted more juice. They wanted more of an edge. And, uh, you know, Stevie said yesterday, he said he feels like if he's not getting going, then they're not going to get going. All right, so that's good information from Bobby Belt on CD. So he said from his natural eyes that CD looks the same, frail, thin, wide receiver. And there are conflicting uh, uh, pictures out there. One picture looked like he's he's big, and then the other picture looked like he's small. So, yeah, there are situations that, you know, we, we will wait and see. I just want him to get stronger. I just want him to get stronger. Some, look, Jerry Jerry Rice wasn't a real big physical wide receiver, but he was finessed enough, right? And he, he high-pointed the ball and gets you some, some yards after catch. And that's shout-out to Jerry Rice, right? And then we can go down the line with A.J. Greens of the Worlds, uh, DeAndre Hopkins for many of years. I just want him. Justin Jefferson is not that big. Yeah, I see somebody saying that. But he can do it, right? So – Let's not fall into the traps of thinking. Let's not fall into the traps of thinking that you need a big wide receiver, though. But let's listen to more of this audio, and I get into more detail. Let me rewind it just a little bit so we can get into this right quick. And that he was kind of putting a lot of pressure into me, but I mean, ten pounds. If you're, you know, if he has grown a half an inch, maybe that stretches it out some. And uh, I, I don't know where all it's gone, but. Uh, no, he, he looks like he's ready to take on the number one receiver role. I know that. And, and that's the way he was talking yesterday. You know, he said, uh, I thought it was really interesting. We haven't heard a lot of, you know, alpha dog comments from him during his time here in Dallas. And I know that's something the Cowboys wanted more of in the receiver room this year. They wanted more juice. They wanted more of an edge. And, uh, you know, CD said yesterday, he said, like, he feels like if he's not getting going, then they're not going to get going. And that he was kind of putting a lot of pressure on himself is like, look, I got to be, one of the main reasons that the offense gets going. And so I think that's an encouraging perspective to have because it's true. Um, I, I think that a lot is going to be on that Dak to CD connection. And if it's not clicking, if they're not hitting on that this year, then the offense is really going to struggle. Yeah. So <laughs> it is what it is. This is the thing, Cowboy Nation. I, I just look at it like this. Can he run the nine route? Can he run the shallow drag, the deep drag? Can he catch the ball on a comeback or a hitch or what have you? And the size aspect of it, whether he's big. <laughs> you know, what, what was that guy? Uh, Cat Williams. He said, <laughs> I can't say I would do the PG-13 version. Whether she was big and got small or whether she was small and got big, you know, we winning, basically. I was, I cleaned it up. We winning. <laughs> I just want my guy to win. <laughs> See, I guess he was talking about stretch marks, you know. So it, it, he didn't matter, you know, whether she was big and got small or small and got big. I can't say the rest of it. <laughs> but. That's the situation that I'm looking at for C.D. Lamb. Whether he was big and got small or whether he was small and got big. The reality of it is, can he get open? Can he run inside the route? Catch the ball inside the middle? Can we put him on an end around? (laughs) Yeah, Jay Lombardi. (laughs) He said... That was prime Cat Williams. 
I tried. Look, look, man. Shout out to my dog, Cat Williams, man. I tried to watch his other previous special on Netflix, and I'm sitting there like, did I forget how to laugh? They could have just put somebody that's in this chat right now and gave them a Netflix special. Well, my dog, Country Wayne, give him a Netflix special. He would have tore up the place in a good way. But Cat Williams, I'm still waiting to laugh. I had to end up just changing it to another episode on Netflix. But if you like Cat Williams, check him out on Netflix. You know, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you can find a laughter in it. Nice jacket, though. He had a nice jacket. had stars all over it. You know, it was looking pretty good for him. What What is the... Because you know, you know, when you had three three top flight receivers or or you know three main ones, you know you're going to spread the ball around. What is the expectation? You know, just ballpark that 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 CD and Dak hook up for this year. Uh, in terms of the actual statistical production, yeah, yeah, I would say uh, like I think you need to step up and have a you know thirteen fourteen hundred yard season Ooh. for CD. Yeah, like if you don't have that now with Amari not here, like the whole conversation has been about well now that he's. He's the only option. Amari's not here. He should be putting up those numbers that we haven't seen from him. Like, you'll start seeing him compete with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and guys like this. And, I mean, he's been a 1,000-yard receiver, an 1,100-yard receiver. So, yeah, I would say that if you're going to be the guy now and, and you want to be known as the true number one, yeah, I think you're going to have to put up another two to 300 yards. And 13-14, well, that's a sizable amount. You gotta remember, this is also a 17-game season now. You, you've got an extra game to get that done. It's it's not gonna be as unattainable as it was in years past, especially if you're the guy who's gonna be the target, uh, especially early on without Michael Gallup being in the lineup potentially for two to three weeks. D- d- look, 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 look. That was the end of that. But <laughs> I have no choice but to laugh at it because you know I know that a lot of people are you know where my where my head at. Emotional damage. <laughs> a lot of people are here with the emotional damage of my guy. Here's the thing uh, with, with C.D. Lamb. You cannot fabricate the targets. You can't. You got to get the real targets. You can't just pull up the targets out of thin air. Uh, you know, it's just reality of it. Uh, uh, I think somebody said, my guy Cuban, Cuban boy says, uh, the last 30 minutes of cat, the last 30 minutes was good, but cat did drop the ball. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your work and I'm going to go watch the last 30 minutes of it because I watched the first few minutes of it. And I was like, I forgot how to laugh and I turned it off. So I'm going to go back. And watch the last 30 minutes of Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams, cool dude, though, by the way. It's just the fact that he liked to attack. He attacked everybody. He attacked Steve Harvey. He done fooled around and attacked, uh, who else, uh, uh, Kevin Hart. He done just attacked everybody. Uh, Helps, you know, Mike Helps. So he attacked everybody. Like, look, dude, you want to fight everybody in comedy. And then you got knocked out by an 11-year-old. So it was just crazy. Like, come on, man. I don't see the correlations, you know. But it is what it is. Shout out to Cat Williams. I'm going to watch off of your strengths, <laughs> Cuban. I'm going to watch the last 30 minutes of it, and I'm going to see if I can get a chuckle. Uh, uh, East Camden says uh, he's going to stick with uh, David Chappelle and Bill Burr. Bill Burr is funny as all get out. And, of course, David Chappelle uh, is just a legend. You know, too much cussing for me. Yeah, you got to be a clean comic. You know, you don't have to cuss to make someone laugh. But some people do love the cussing, believe it or not. Sam Williams is 
a second year type guy. This is from Dave. So you said to Sam, look, my, here's my thoughts on Sam Williams. That's a good, brilliant point. I think that what I said earlier on the highlight reel that I talked about uh, on my channel is that Sam Williams, he's physical, he's big, he's fast. He got to work on his hands, of course, and get skinny and get to the quarterback. But this is the beautiful thing of it all. You're not looking for him to do it year one. Sam Williams can literally play so good year one, make you feel like you're crazy because you paid Doris Armstrong. Like, God dog, I paid Doris Armstrong, and I fooled around drafted Sam Williams. That's crazy. Bill Burr is hilarious. <laughs> Bill Burr is too, is too funny, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it, I, would, I would say some of his comics, but, you know, I, I don't want to start it right now. Start the people, the, the narrow-minded people, to say something negative about my guy, Bill Burr. But it is what it is. Uh, offensive line. Sam, well, look, my guy Fab says Sam would be and with Micah on certain plays causing havoc. Yeah, I can see a world like that. I can see a world whereas you blitzing, blitzing parsing through the A or B or blitzing parsing around the edge there. And uh, it is it is it's a good thing. 601, baby. Appreciate you still. Appreciate you. The king. The I love. All right, so I got some more audio to re re-talk about. I teased about this is some more audio that I'm going to play. Let me share this audio first from the uh, 105.3. The fan, be sure to uh, check out them and listen to the full complete audio. They on YouTube as well as Twitch and Twitter and Facebook 105.3. The fan, but that is their uh, website, odyssey.com 105.3. The fan, be sure to check them out and listen to the full, complete audio uh, with, with everything, with everything, without me pausing and rewinding. All right, so let's listen to uh, this one as we get up out of here. Now, would you trade for this guy, or would you give up this guy, is what I was talking about. And it, it goes back to the discussion uh, we had yesterday about Tyron Smith. Yeah. And I reached out to Gang of Seven guys last okay, night. That discussion was me saying he's hurt already. Right. This is a Porzingis situation, maybe even right. worse than Porzingis. Right. And they should look to move on. Yeah. And so I did. I reached out to, to the Gang mm -hmm. of Seven guys, and four of them got back with me. I believe I had that right. But uh, there's, um, there's some interesting thoughts here about where they think the range of the range. where you would maybe try and, and get what you could get for Tyron Smith if you're the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, one of the gangs said uh, there were probably, they could probably get a third, hmm. but he's saying, I don't see them trading him. Y'all hear that? So what would you do? What would you do right now for a third round draft pick? Cowboy Nation for Tyron Smith. Like, what would you really say to yourself? Like, oh, man, he's a legend, man. That star's supposed to be on his helmet for the rest of his life, right? Because who really seen, like, I'm not saying that he had this level of impact to the Cowboys organization or franchise. But the closest thing that I can think of 
is maybe a Troy Aikman. I, I think that the Eagles really wanted to to figure out a way to get Troy Aikman in there <laughs> on that uniform. That would have been crazy, right? Or seeing Michael Irvin in a Washington uniform, that would have been crazy. The Eagles really tried to get Troy. There's a, a document out there. I think it was on uh, Troy's Aikman's document, and I think it was the Eagles or it was the Dolphins, but I, I, I would try to find that link for you guys. But neither here nor there. It really irks me when I saw <laughs> Emmitt Smith and that Cardinals red, you know. It was crazy, right? It was crazy. And we can never unsee it, right? It is just so happened that the Dallas Cowboys, when we played the good old cards at the time, we beat them real bad. And, and all I could think of is like, Emmett, oh, you should have not even put on that other jersey. So same could be said with like Tyron Smith. Like, would you really think to see Tyron Smith in another uniform? Uh, it just wouldn't really look good, but you're going to get a starter for a left tackle in the third, not just from Troy Dudley. Mm, I'm in for a three and a five. Okay, all right. That's how the value goes. Trade all day, J all day. Uh, not worth it. Who is Bill Burr? Just look him up. Uh, my guy, Keen, appreciate you. Uh, heard the Cowboys were interested in OBJ and Sue. The underscore boys, let me know where you heard it from so I can look into it, you know. Um, Pay cut. I'm reading all your comments here. That's writing on the wall. (laughs) Chavez is here from Fly Eagles Fly to the land of no victory. Shout out to you for watching. Uh, Tyron and Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, is our Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, Georgie, you're right. 77 is fam, right? So, the Cowboys are going to intervene, and I, and I think that Brian Broaddus is right with it. You know, OBJ hates the Cowboys. I think OBJ, his father and his mom, diehard Cowboy fans, and he grew up a Cowboy fan as well. But we'll find out, man, uh, what OBJ will do in the future. My thing is he, he is recovering as well as Gallup. Both guys are recovering from their – uh, injury situation and the Cowboys put a lot of money on the table for Gallup. So I don't think that they would be the ACL boys. I, I don't think that they would do that. I, that's just my opinion. Uh, Dorsett, where was, uh, was disappointing in my opinion. This is from Tony. Yeah, when I when I got a chance to see the Marcus Ware in that Denver's uniform, it was like – It was like literally paying for us to see that, right? It was pain because all I can think of is we, that's what, that, that was our sacks that he was doing. Like the things that he was doing in Denver was for us. What was the main issue in 2014? Oh, no pressure. To the quarterbacks, defense was ranked pretty good, but we was masking a lot of things. And all I can think of in 2014, this quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, limping around, and we got nobody that can put a finger on him. We have nobody that can create pressure off the edge. 
Somebody can say, until we got Parsons, we were still looking for that where. It broke my heart, yo. <laughs> That's spilled milk. But it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. I, I could only say to ourselves, man, if we were to hell on, because I think the mark is where he um, went to the Denver Broncos in what, year 20, was it 13 and 14 or was it 14? His last year, what was the Marcus where last year with us? Was it 13? Y'all let me know. And I knew that he kept having these little injuries, and they was like, ah, we can't go back and forth with this dude. He want money, and we can't pay him. And then he went off. Appreciate you, Stephen White. Appreciate you. East, we're tired of losing. Yeah, <laughs> D-line coach. Only Cowboy fans love players that they leave more than the players that they are at the current uh, on the current Cowboys. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I read an excerpt from a guy that I need to retweet, and he was saying the same sentiments. When the players here, we trash them. When they go to another team, we, they love them. <laughs> they absolutely love them. There's when he was here. First few years, yeah, yeah, they love him. Then, you know, he went to the point where they wanted to get rid of him, right? And then when he got rid of him, some celebrated, some didn't. And now that he's gone, gone, people rejoice and they love him in anything that he do. Same could, say, same could be said by any player that used to wear that silver and blue. But that's the story of a different day. They still believe he could play at a high level, but he's playing below that. Not his fault he's broken down. Yeah, no, injuries aren't your fault. Yeah. But they are a reality. Yeah. I, I probably agree with that member of the Gang of Seven, Brian, because these Cowboys, they fall in love with people in their organization. And sure. they, they, they wait like three years too late to move on from them. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's the thing about it is that we always, you know, every time you ever talked about the Cowboys guys, right, you know, Zach, Eric, when it was... You know, who are the best players? It was always Tyron Smith. It was right. Ty and then Zach Martin came along, and it right. was now it's Micah Parsons and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, I, I, I agree with that, that gang member right there. Again, a third-round pick. Now, let me ask you guys this. Would you take a third-round pick for him right now? Yes. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Kenny, Kenny's shaking his head no. The resident Cowboy fan over there is shaking listen, his head no. Listen, if this was a Cowboys team that was like on the cusp of, hey, we, we think we're about to do something, and their, their offseason showed that, hey, we feel like we are a team that is a few players away, and we're bringing in talent and not watching talent leave the door, yeah. then I'd say, no, I'll take an eight games out of Tyron Smith or whatever it is. As long as I can just have a, a healthy Tyron Smith for the playoffs, absolutely, we're going all in here. But the Cowboys have conducted themselves like a team that that is just okay with maybe winning the division, maybe getting to the playoffs, and probably out in the first round. Now, now, now that's what I disagree with. I, I disagree with the uh, the person that, that's saying that. And shout out to 105.3, the fan. I, I, <sighs> the Cowboys are not able to make the moves that what we think that the Rams did to win the Super Bowl. We're not, even if we were capable of doing such, right? Without Stephen Jones, let's say we had another GM or anyone else because we are not able to do these type of things. Move in silence. We always hyped up. Look, we could sign a guy tomorrow to the practice squad. I do a video on it. 
that video goes crazy, right? I could do a video next next week about a player that's currently on the team. You guys won't really pay too much for him. You know, you pay attention too much to him. You're probably like, ah, okay. But the new guy, boy, y'all going to bump and pump him up like no other, which is okay, right? I get it. But when the Cowboys start making a bunch and a lot of moves, you're going to hear these sayings, oh, the Cowboys trying to buy the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, the Cowboys are trying to turn the knob to win. Like, like that's not what all teams are doing. But, but when the Cowboys do it, there's extra set of eyeballs. There's more. There's more and more pressure put upon from the media and the expectations. Like all last year, people were talking about Trayvon Diggs and C.D. Lamb. Like they've been in the league for like five or six years. Justin Jefferson can fly right under the radar. There's not many. Look, case in point, I can't make this stuff up. But Justin Jefferson, every game that he played against us, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was. It was that. It was flat out that. And you don't hear first take, third take, undisputed, speak for yourself or speak for everyone else. You don't hear those storylines of saying, hey, that Justin Jefferson, he dropped the ball on that pivotal route or that pivotal down. But if you pick up Justin Jefferson and move him to the Cowboys and move C.D. Lamb to the Vikings, it would have been, hey, you know, he can't catch. He dropping the ball. It's, it's, it's crazy. So that is, that is the reality of it. Like, oh, can y'all close your eyes and imagine, like, like right now, to all of the Philly fans that's watching right now, shout out to the Philly fans. You guys get a little of it because y'all play in the NFC East, right? And they calling us lease, right? Everybody in this particular division got a ring. But if I were to flip it and the Cowboys do the exact same thing of what the Eagles done or what have you this offseason, don't you know how much Donkey Kong type of stuff that they're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, they got Big Jordan Davis. Ooh, they made a trade for A.J. Brown. Can you believe they got the leading tackler out of Chargers land? Kaiser Wright. Oh, they went and got Pascal. Oh, you better watch out. Cam Jurgens. It will be total pandemonium. Oh, look at Jerry Willing and Dylan for Nicobe Day. The Cowboys, they would not be talking about can the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl. They will be talking about dynasty. That will be the levels of pressure. Can this be the next dynasty? Can they win two back-to-back? And we haven't even played a game. They would have been literally, it would have been all over ESPN. Cowboys are who they are. They fit a choke, but they trying to make a move of picking up and buying all of these players. Right? Let me know if I'm wrong. That's that's what the media, they bloviate and they pump up anything and everything what the Cowboys do, and then they take it, right? 
to try to take it away from them. Even within the same context of undisputed, I believe, which one is undisputed? Well, first take now that's undisputed with uh Shay Sharp. With his own words, he got us better. He don't know it, but I know it. He got us better than what we were last year. He said, I, I, I got the Cowboys going 10 and 7, 10 and 7. Lo and behold, that's better than what you had them going last year. And all of you talking about is that the Cowboys got worse. So let me get this straight. Last year, you definitely didn't have the Cowboys going 10 and 7. You said that they won't even win over eight games. But now, and all off season, you said that we're missing out on Amari Cooper. We're missing out on this guy. The continuity with this guy not going to be the same. And now your prediction is now that we're going to be better? So naturally, by the natural orders of law, that technically, by you saying before we even play the game that the Cowboys are going to go 10-7, and seven, we better than what we were last year. And he don't even know it. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. <sighs> I digress. You know, some of the people won't even catch what I've said until the season kickoff. That's what they've conducted themselves like. Maybe they surprise us. Maybe all these guys they brought in, the, all these draft picks and these cheap veteran dudes and free agency, these bargain bin free agents like they like to do, maybe they come in and they, holy smokes, we got a bunch of J. Ron Kerr signings here. We're rocking and rolling. Then I'll, I'll do some crow eating like Broadus is going to do tomorrow after his crappy mm. Mavs take today. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> Tyron Smith, what is Tyron Smith at this point? He's a guy that showed you in the final game of the season against San Francisco. He's clearly not the same player. And then he's also a guy that has, has played two games in 11 games in the last two years. And before that was guaranteed to miss three games. Yeah. Well, and, you've, and on top of that, you've just drafted the quote-unquote uh, Tyron Smith replacement. Who's, and he goes who, who's, the, who, who's the backup left guard right now? That, that's what he's, yeah. He, yeah. And that's just one practice. Sure. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, so shout out to Brian Broaders, and, and I forgot the guy's name with the ponytail, man. I, I apologize, man. Uh, you, if you guys know his name, put post it in the chat. Shout out to him. Uh, my my thing is Cowboy Nation. I absolutely get it with with Tyron Smith. I'm not saying that he's never going to get hurt again or injured again. And he had his warts. But every time I look at Tyron Smith, it takes him one game. It literally takes him one game to get back into shape. Literally takes him. And every time he came back last year and the previous year, after that one game, he, he goes back, he gets he gets rejuvenated back. Back to the Tyron Smith that we all love and and and, and rejoice. But if you go back, look at the tape, man, that Raiders game was terrible. Why? That was his first game back. You go back, look at the tape, that 49ers game, terrible. Why? That was his first game back. Remember, they had him on, on short, short practice schedules, right, because he was coming back from the C-19. And he had that injury that happened right before the C-19. I said, man, Tyron, boy. So, yeah, we got to compute all of that in. And the craziest thing of it all, I believe Tyron Smith busted a few mirrors, if you believe in that, and walked under some ladders. <laughs> it had to be in a tall ladder, right? Black cat crossed his pathway. 
because both of the injuries last year outside of the C-19, and that could have came from a player, who knows, but both of the injuries were self-inflicted injuries by his own teammate, his compatriot, his own teammate rolled up under him. I was like, good grave, come on. Uh, and, and I and I got to say this before I, I lose the, the track of thoughts. Uh, there's a guy on my Facebook page. I don't know if you're watching now. Your name slipped me. But he said he had his reservations on Tyler Smith. Not Tyron, but Tyler Smith playing guard because he feel like, hey, if they play tackle in college, they should play tackle and uh, on the second level or this next level right here in the pros. He's worried about the holdings or what have you. Look, Connor Williams naturally got short arms. His base was never strong. His feet really quick. And if you go back and look at way Connor Williams get beat is because either a player overpowered him and he's trying to position to get back inside. His feet is quick enough. But his upper body is too weak, and he end up reaching. The aficionados call it majority of the time. Look back at majority of his particular holds were, were because of that. Now, when you look at the holdings of what Tyler Smith, he's strong. I think he still got a good feet. He's a little stiffer than Connor Williams, but. I think that he, his length, his arms are pretty good. He get holding calls for being over aggressive, right? It's a point in time where you got to release. You got to let him go. There's holdings in every single game. In every single matchup, there's a holding call that you can call. It's like a touch foul in basketball. For all of my uh, conspiracy theorists out there who say, hey, man, that's how they really control the game law. I feel you, right? You know, <laughs> You know, the, the Illuminati all over the body, you know, of the NFL. I get it, right? There's always a person that, that can control the outcome of it partially, right? Just That's just me speaking freely. But I think from a technique aspect, you would get less calls from him because his cylinder is smaller. And he got people to the right and left of him. But when you play tackle, you got C-gap and beyond. The C-gap never ends, and on top of that, you got to be quick enough to control what's on the right of you, especially playing that left tackle. I believe the coaching staff will get good old boy up to speed and up to par, and he will be playing pretty well. So so just, that's just my thoughts on it. I could be a 1,000% wrong on it, but Cowboy Nation, hear me out. Let, let's just wait to see how this thing all work its way out all together. I listen to more of his audio. Sure, but your, I mean, your Tyler Smith line is, on the roster is going to be atrocious this year. But look, I mean, it's a team that it, it whoa, might. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You said atrocious? It's going to be bad this year. You think the offensive line for the Cowboys can be? If atrocious? you make that move and you oh, trade if you make Tyron the move, Smith. okay, okay. But here's the thing: I mean, there's no, there's nothing to tell you that he's really going to be available for anything more than half the season at best, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he hasn't played a full season since 2015. 
He himself was atrocious against San Francisco. He was. Now, the one caveat I would give him was he was coming off of uh, COVID, I believe. And we do know that that affects everybody differently. And, and it certainly, and he certainly was bad. And, and I do think this this is also a reflection of what the league probably thought of Lyle Collins. Because it still is shocking to me. Yeah. That the Cowboys, if, if they're saying that you could get a three for Tyron Smith and the Cowboys <laughs> couldn't get that for a player who is 28 and younger, and I know you, you know you can say, okay, well, he's got a hip. Tyron's got a back, okay? Sure. Neither of those are probably improving. Well, now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Lyle Collins. Shout out to everybody that's watching. The Cowboys were just foolish. Just, fool, just flat out foolish with the Lyle Collins. They got here with that emotional. They got here with that. Emotional damage. Another one. Emotional damage. Another one. Emotional damage. So they got here with that, man. And in Cincinnati, you know, they did exactly. <laughs> got him. They got him because that's, that's how it happened. It literally happened because the Cowboys said, all right, cool. Number one, they didn't have to tell a soul about them moving on from Lyle Collins. They were not in the situation nor a scenario that they needed to utilize the money because the money don't come until June the 2nd. Is it June the 2nd yet, Cowboy Nation? So you didn't have to put into the situation, I need the money. You didn't. Because at that point, you could have still held, held on to Lyle Collins. And we all, they talk about deadline make deals anyway. You hold on to them till draft time come around. Right? And a good prime example to all of that, let me, let me hear another one. Can I, can I get another one right quick? Another one. A good prime example was A.J. Brown. Right? The Eagles just sit there and said, all right, cool. They didn't make no uh, news or no information that, hey, man, we really want this A.J. Brown kid. Right? It surprised the hell out of most Eagles fans. Right? Those who being honest. And, of course, there was a few slips out there. But the Tennessee Titans came out and said, we we really want our guy, A.J. Brown, to be on his team for a long time. He is our, quote, unquote, receiver that we believe in. They shot down every rumor that it was. But the Cowboys did things different. <laughs> A.J. Brown's a glorified wide receiver number two. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I feel you, though, Jay Lombardi. But what I'm saying is that, even with Big Lyle Collins, the Cowboys could have just sat back and said, you know what? We're we going to be really, we really going to just sit back and hold on to him. And then when that draft, then when that, when that draft time come around, they should have been on the phone then. Hey, man, we got this Lyle Collins kid. Now, right now, hey, you don't have no one to protect your quarterback. You talking about this and that? Won't he look good in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform right now? Think about this. Your quarterback gave up over 50 to 60 sacks last year. I don't know how many he really gave up, but you guys get what I'm saying. 
Lyle Collins is right here. We will at least entertain you for a second or a third, right? And not just him. They could have played all types of game. And the Cincinnati could have been like, nah, we, we give you a fourth. And they, they could have been like, man, we on the phone right now with the Steelers. They're willing to give us a second. We on the phone right now with the Seattle Seahawks or Denver, and they're willing to give us a first. You got to come up on that price. That's how the price. That's how, that's how that's how deals do anyway, right? But if I already announced, hey, uh, if if we can't find a trading partner with uh, Lyle Collins, we we gonna uh, designate him to be a June second cut. Shoot, team says shoot. Bet that. What the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, we just gonna sit back and chill. <laughs> And we're going to send some uh, some jets out his way. We're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to his cousin, Pookie and Ray Ray. And we're going to let him know, man, hey, over here the water is nice. We're we going to take real good care of you. <sighs> I, I, I really digress. I think the Cowboys, if anything, they dropped the ball on that one. You know, I, I really do. <laughs> I really do, man. They, they, really, they really dropped the ball on that one because they rushed it. You didn't have to rush it. But we get $10 million in a few days, so we'll see what we're going to do with that 10. And he's got an elbow and an ankle I mean, and a hell. What are we talking about here? You're talking about two injured guys, one's considerably younger, one's older, right? So, I mean, to me, yeah, I, I probably would make the move because you don't know how much you're even going to have Tyron available. And I would just take my lumps and, and go ahead and play Tyler Smith at left tackle and Say, all right, we're, we're going to go through this learning curve now. And if our offensive line is horrible, well, at least a year from now, we've gone through this rookie season of uh, the learning curve. What are those other gang? Yeah, that, that is that is a good, uh, brilliant observation. Just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off and put him at left tackle and say, hey, learn, son, learn. <laughs> let's let's stop the, uh, the, the pain for right now. And, and what you would do with Tyron Smith is – Take the bullet out, right? You got to extract the bullet. Cowboys sports report by Charles in charge. Why do you think they didn't put Collins back at left guard? Where he was best at. And then we could have taken a center like uh, Linderbaum in the first round and had four sure offensive linemen. Uh, it, it goes back to... Uh, emotional damage they I think Collins expressed that he wanted to play tackle and didn't want to go into the, the guard position I think that they probably reached out to uh, Lyle Collins this is just me speculating for the nation and say okay we got this contract and we're going to pay you back at guard we're going to move you back inside Pride comes before the fall, and I'm quite sure that uh, he kind of muddied the situation with the front office, too. No one liked to lose, by the way. No one liked to lose, especially if you got big egos. And having Terrence Steele to beat him out in certain situations, you're talking about an undrafted rookie, or, well, undrafted guy at this time now, beating you out of a role at that right tackle? Shoot. 
emotional damage. You don't want you don't want to be that, you know. So you're looking at it like, man, you know what? I, I'm not finna kick back inside. Nor uh, the coaching staff and the philosophy from the offensive line was thinking highly of you, right? So you're like, nah, I, I want to be a right tackle. I want to be a tackle. I'm a premium guy in the National Football League, and you guys are making a huge mistake. I refuse. And they say, okay, well, we can trade you. And then tempers flare. We can cut you then. Sure, who are you? I can have you playing football at Pelican Bay. <laughs> Shoe program. You know? <laughs> How dare you? You going to come up in here late, overweight, and on top of that, you lied to us in the staffing department about your test? Huh? And we took care of you. We selected you. When you was on trial or on uh, with the investigation, and that's how you treat me. I can't believe you, Collins. That's how you treat me. Oh, that's oh, that's what you're doing. I tell you what. Let's just cut them. Let's just cut them. And we're gonna make sure that everybody have this report out there. Of what you was doing when they asked and they pick up the phone. And Cincinnati was like, I don't care if he was snorting. <laughs> the whole line. And we going to pick this dude up to protect Joe Burrows. Show. Sure. We trying to win the Super Bowl, man. Sure. Y'all going to get rid of him? Well, we'll take a flyer at him. Because I'm quite sure he's better than whatever we had going on. Hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I don't care what you try to say, Cowboys. We picking them up. We going back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what their thoughts of it. Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. I got OTF says, la, 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 la. You tripping? No, that's exactly. <laughs> they said, shoot, the Cowboys let them go for free? Shoot. I'm going to pick them up. We blow it off a little bit, man. Shoot, that's good. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to get in on this. Y'all ain't going to get in on this. Shoot. I'm going to get in on this Collins, dog. I'm going I'm to eat this one up. Shoot, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Jay Lombardi, he says, long watching too much snowfall. Y'all know exactly that's what happened. Members have to say, Brian. Wow, there it goes again. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> I feel great. I, I knew I knew what you're doing. I'm <laughs> not alone. That's the biggest surprise of the entire day. Dawson I'm the same way. Feels great. I, I feel, feel great, great too. Uh, next gang of member seven said, uh, I would say? have a hard time thinking a team would trade for him because of his durability concerns. If he got released, I'm sure Nobody there would be some it. interest, yeah. but uh, I don't see the Cowboys getting anything from him. Only teams that fall in love with their players would value Tyron Smith right now. Or or you 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 sit tight and you wait for that training camp preseason or uh, before trade deadline injury to a left tackle on a team that actually... Shoot. If you get rid of... Like, like they crazy. If you cut Lyle... Not, not Lyle Collins, but that's exactly what happened to Lyle Collins. But if you cut Tyron Smith... This is what the report will read right now. 
news out of Cincinnati, Ohio. They are now picking up Tyron Smith to be their starting left tackle or to at least compete. Now, he is a Hall of Famer, gold jacket Tyron. They're going to talk all glowingly of him and why he going to play for 17 weeks straight. And matter of fact, they gonna whoever wears number 77 over there, they're going to snatch it off of him. They're going to put it on him. And week two, you're going to see the lineup. Tyron Smith on the one there. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. Look, it's hard press, baby. But let me just pull up this right here. And, and I really don't even use their ratings like that. But, shoot, it wouldn't. Look, before they can say the Cowboys done cut, they would have been on the phone with Tyron Smith. They would flat out be on the phone with him. And, and even, look, say what you want. Say what you want. It could be like this. News out of Philadelphia camp. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles are now looking to get Tyra Smith, even if for a good luck charm. <laughs> they want to bring him in just for a good luck charm because they try to figure out how the last three visits the Cowboys played versus them that they got blown out. So this guy got to know something about the information that rules the nation. So, look, this dude had 738 snaps, seven penalties, two sacks allowed. And if you look at all of that blue stuff, that and I, I really don't go by their grades, but if you go down and look at the pressures allowed, 11 pressures, that's crazy, Cowboy Nation. That's good. Uh, hits allowed. He only allowed the quarterback to get hit four times. Some people, when they're playing in one game, allow the quarterback to get hit five to six times. This dude only for a full season on the games that he did got a chance to play at. Four times. Four. So don't be falling into the trap that this dude is just some washed-up player. It's just the fact that, yeah, yeah, those injuries occurred. But I recall the same people saying the same thing about – DeMarcus Ware, like, come on, man, he's getting hurt. He's always injured. And, boy, it took us forever and a day for us to find us a, a war daddy, dare I say, right? <laughs> Somebody that can give you 15 to 16 sacks. Took us forever. <laughs> but it is what it is. But let's listen to the rest of this. He thinks they are going to win something this year, and they're in a pinch and like, oh, God, we need a veteran guy. Who can we trade for right now? And you wait for that moment. Well, hell, like Tyron, that. Tyron like might that. be that guy that's hurt. Oh, well, that's you know? a fair point. Maybe if you wait too long, Tyron will also be the hurt guy. I mean, you, you, just, you just better not practice him. You know, yeah, if that's, yeah. the, if that's, but you're right. Sure. I mean, that could be the case. And you better be scouring other teams' rosters yeah. to see if they're, I mean, Oh, yeah, Johnny says, look, man, I love you, Johnny, man, for, for breaking that down. One penalty every uh, 360 snaps. Man, I, shoot, I would take that in a heartbeat. Uh, shout out to my guy, Cowboy Sports Report. Again, once again, appreciate you, man. You are now the sponsor of this show, man. I appreciate you, man. He says, it's okay. It was addition by subtraction. Our offensive line is still going to be great this season with 78 at right tackle and big man at left guard. That's Smith, the other Smith. And 21 is going to get, ooh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If, if 21 get 1,400 yards, man, that those are very lofty numbers there, you know. Um, that That's increase of, of 400 yards production. Uh, I, I would really want a combination of 
Pollard. Pollard had 700-some 700 yards last year, right? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Pollard getting 1,000 yards and somehow let's, let, let's just work this thing out, man, where they use a double back situation, split back situation. My number, my secret number, you guys already know, not sleep number, but my number is 25. Not sleep number, running number is 25. And I'm not saying that just because you get to 25 attempts, you automatically win the game. But what I'm trying to get the young offensive coordinator to do is balance. Just be balanced, baby. Let's listen to the rest of this audio before. Because you need a guard, okay? I mean, I'll tell you what. I was, I, and you know this, Brian. I was on the Connor McGovern fan club. I was sure. like, that dude needs to be your starting left guard next year. Yeah, Connor he, Williams can't play. But he's the hey, boy. Hey, hey, he says uh, they both gonna get a thousand. He just gonna get fourteen hundred. We cowboys, look, man, you, you speaking my language, but let's just hope that they just do balance. I don't want to see Zeke Elliott just only being the bell cow, cowboy nation. No, 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 no. I want to see some Tonys in there. Sprinkle some Tonys, not just catch it. Tony Pollard, sprinkle some Tony Pollards. Matter of fact, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find me a a, a seasoning can, and I'm gonna have a, a Tony Pollards. You know, I'm gonna find a way. Tony, you missing out on a lot of stuff, man. His people, they got their own barbecue stuff up there in Memphis. They, they, they have their own sauces for their barbecue. I'm going to create Tony Pollitts, and I'm going to say all season, I'm going to have my shovel. You guys remember the shovels? I'm going to have my dig shovels, and I'm going to have my Tony Pollitt seasoning, and I'm just going to be sprinkling it over everything. I want to sprinkle some Tony Pollitts on this team. Come on. Connor, Connor McGovern is the best fullback in the sport. But Connor McGovern does not look good playing that left side for whatever reason. He is serviceable when you play him for Zach Martin when he's injured at right guard, and he's right. not bad. Right. But he cannot play the left side. I don't know what it is, but he is not good over there. Here's my next uh, gang of seven members says, late pick, not durable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the M.O. now. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's who he is and what he does now. When you start thinking about Tyron Smith, he's synonymous with – lack of durability and lack of availability yeah so i mean that's just uh, that it's it's probably a little well, bit too late now if the cowboys well, were really smart they'd have got ahead of this a year or two ago well here's one you're actually going to like then what's this one and this is a pretty prominent team that told me this one they said yes you could probably get a second round pick for him let's go well, who's let's that go <laughs> bring him up <laughs> Hey, Brian Broaders, man, his people, man, he said you can probably get a second-round pick for Tyron Smith. Would you Would you give up a second-round draft pick for all of the good stuff that I just said about Tyron? You know, <laughs> he only gave up. He, and it, it probably would be those crazy Cincinnati Bengals, or it could be the Chiefs, or it could be uh, – name me a team that's looking for a left tackle, Cowboy Nation. The tackles are hard to come by. The best situation for Tyron Smith would be the Cowboys put these bubble wraps around him, and maybe, maybe that's the situation. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe that is. The Ravens, they need a, they need a left tackle. Let me hit it again. That is the situation. The Cowboys, yeah, his back stiffened up on him, and they doing the tyrant days. 
Hey, man, you, well, all we need to see out of you is one to two days of practice. And we're going to put you down as, hey, your, your hip, your back, your neck, your eyeball, the synovial fluid in your knees need to be recharged. We're going to come up with multiple ways of letting people know that you're battered and bruised. And when week one come around, you're going to be healthy. I think that that's what the Cowboys are doing. We doing some good old Bill Belichick mind foolery on a lot of people. That's what we doing. That's that's what I'm a, that's what I'm gonna lean on. Because I don't think that the Cowboys are gonna get a second round draft pick for Tyron Smith, especially the way we open up our mouths on things. It could be it could be a situation that that can happen, but I doubt it. So I believe that the Cowboys are going along with this, and they're gonna say okay. Every week, they're going to belittle all of the fan bases by saying, hey, man, or all of the media. Say, hey, man, this dude, the synovial fluid need to be drained, you know. This epidermis, something wrong with his skin, you know. He got a root, he had a root canal. It's going to be something. I'll tell you during the break. Okay. I'll tell you during because the break. Because we need to call them and we need to get this deal done. Yeah, make sure the Jones boys know about that guy. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're getting a day two pick, this needs to just be done. It needs to be a done deal. Thank you, Wolchuk. Yeah, the, because a big part of the question is not is he going to be healthy in 22, but the next time you're contending, 23, 24, whenever you mm. decide to go for it again, yeah. that's added years. There's no way he's still going to be healthy. Yeah. You have a decent shot that he's going to play half the games for you this year, and it goes down probably 10 or 15% in subsequent years. So you're saying get this team on the phone right now? Let's I think go. so. I think you need you're to gonna have a hole at Don't act too desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a whole left tackle. Left guard, too? Or are you going to just. Are you, well, you know, are you going to move Smith? Are you just going to go ahead and bite the bullet and move Smith? Here's yeah. our. Here, Tyler no, Smith. We're, we're, we don't have a whole left tackle. We have a whole left guard because right. we're moving Tyler Smith yeah, to left McGovern. tackle. Yeah. And we're just going to have. Well, I guess, I guess yes. Connor McGovern. But when you think about it, you got three people that can play left tackle Matt Wellesco, Ball, Josh Ball, and of course, Tyler Smith. And when you think about it, you only have two that can play guard at this point, in my opinion. And we are, and the one is still experimental, and that would be Connor McGovern. He's the other guard. You got more depths at left tackle, and of course, Tyron Smith. Of course, I forgot his name. So you got a lot of left tackles that you get, that people that can play left tackle, and of course, if in a pinch, the only thing that will make this really Really, let me see how I can put this. If Terrence Steele had his growth aspect of what he had last year, but at left tackle, I would buy anything that the Cowboys selling right now. And I can really look at if Matt Wetlesko can play on the right side of the field, then we straight, we cool. But the problem is Matt Wetlesko, he's always been on the left side, right? And on top of that, on top of that, I don't know who else can be that flexibility to play on that right side. So that's just where everything stop at right now. Uh, Josh Ball would be the only choice at left tackle right now. This is from Troy. And I heard the storylines of Josh Ball messing up in practice on the first team reps, and they said, get out of there, get, scope. <laughs> and I think he got a short leash for some reason. So uh, it is what it is. 
I can't wait. Uh, Cowboy Nation, uh, it's been a wonderful time talking to you guys. I got to kick it out with fam uh, on this beautiful day. Happy holidays to everyone for this particular well, it's really not, you know, happy, happy holiday. But you guys get what I'm saying. Just be safe out there for those on this particular weekend. Just be safe and uh, just be sure that that whatever you do, don't be afraid to call an Uber or Lyft or Pookie and Ray Ray, Ashaniqua, somebody to come pick you up if you are uh, under the influences be safe out there. Be careful, Cowboy Nation. And uh, for those who watching and beyond, uh, the name is Law Nation. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. If you like, I ain't forcing you to do it, but it, it will bring you some good feelings, some good vibes throughout <laughs> your life if you hit that like. And if you watch it all the way to this point and you have not did so. Shame. 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 Though. Shame. It's crazy. And and thank you, everybody. Uh, I got a little later on, I got a piece that I'm going to do, just a little small, little quick piece on the tight end room. And uh, we're going to talk about these tight ends and the expectations of Dalton Schultz of what he's going to get paid. And, of course, 48, we will have uh, some highlights of that from the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to the, the Cowboys community and shout out to Cowboys.com. Be sure to check them out. Let them know. What's going on? Shout out to you, Cowboys Sports Report by Charles in Charge. Be sure to follow and as well as uh, subscribe to his account. And all of the content creators that's out there, help him out. Help is on the way. HBOs, help him out. Subscribe. Not just to me, but to all Cowboys content creators. And uh, let's continue to grind and shine, Cowboys Nation. There's one thing a man should always do, mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. When speaking, keep it at a moderate tone because raised voices turns hearts into stone. I hope you guys wrote that down. You see, in the beginning, it was brother, I will ride with brother. Roll with brother. The morals of life, live love and respect for another. And then there are those who will try to be smart. They'll take a decent man and alter his heart till they seek to rip him apart. Those men, no man, should call a friend because they bend lives around the truth. Till it meets therein. I hope you guys wrote that down. Cowboy Nation. The journey. Shout out to you, Sadiq. We appreciate you for sharing on the Facebook. I mean, I mean on the Twitter. You're always sharing. That's a good thing. Let's continue to grind, Cowboy Nation. The battle is necessary. The war is far from being over. Each day you got to get better than what you was before, right? Keep fighting. I'm going to say this one once again. Jim Rowan once said, when the end comes for me, let it find me conquering a new mountain, not sliding down an old one. In reality, we all got a mountain to climb. The reality is that the higher you climb, harder it is to breathe. 
That means there's elevation, that's levels to this. So when they put high expectations on us, be sure, be sure to be ready for the grind and for the climb. Higher elevation. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. That's what I'm expecting. CD Lamb, be ready to climb. Shout out to you, Sadiqa. Shout out to you, Jay Lombardi. And Charles in Charge, he's the sponsor for this show. Appreciate you. Come on. Still young, but I move like a Veteran. new deal to my lawyer. To if you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Old producer saw the numbers one. Settlements. Different colors in my baggy light. Chalk it up. Talk of the town where you're talking up. Wanna get you a ring and you tough enough. Wanna get you new things with your pockets dull. Run it up. I used to be quiet and out of luck. Now yo, I'm yo, yo, yo. Charles in charge. Keep in mind. And those who made the donation to help elevate the nation. I'm going to put this out there. We giving away this hat right here. And I got more than one. We got two of them. Two for the price of one, right? Right, <laughs> basically. But this is authentic hat. And we're going to do the drawings. And I hope those who participated in the donation to help elevate the nation whether it was via Super Chat, Membership Swad on both platforms or multiple platforms or Cash App, your name will be entered in. And this is Authentic Hat, as you guys can see. Yeah, look at that price tag for your mind, too. So if you're close to a Cowboys Pro Shop, you can literally make sure it's turned right. Yeah, <laughs> this way. You can literally. Return the hat if you don't want it, right? <laughs> but I doubt it. This is a great hat. So for those who are out there, be sure, be sure, be sure to be ready for your name to be called in the drawings. I'm going to try to do it probably on the next episode. So let's continue to grind and shine, baby. Let's get back. Let's go. Let me see those blue hearts. I see too many green hearts in there. Come on. <laughs> but appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you. What we got? What we got over here? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Monty! He answered. I talk stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's a better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're crying. They you're, you're crying. <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You going to flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, eagles fly. Still Super Bowl champion. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! <laughs> oh my gosh, man! What love to y'all, man? Y'all be safe out there, man. Keep your hands on the walls and tools, baby. And uh, be sure look both ways before you cross the street. Let's go. Cowboy Nation, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. Let's go. <laughs> Let the world spin. Yeah. Come on.
Get him, Zeke. Let me see some love in the chat, baby. Yeah. And you. Come on, baby. We need that first six week. Dak, come on, give it to us. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to bear that. Because you don't know who you're going to be, who you're going to be, who you're going to be. It missed the nasty time.
Of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are. 